El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. You don't even like this show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to host a podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and that podcast was this podcast. But then everyone else in the world decided they liked the name Unpopular Opinion a lot too, so we changed the name to You Don't Even Like This Show. Each week, me and a couple of guests selected from a pool of the absolute sharpest minds the LA entertainment scene has to offer use this here space to talk about whatever the hell we want. News, pop culture, politics, information, you name it, we talk about it. And sometimes my co-host Jeff May is here too. It's a blast. You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, information, pop culture, airport experiences, weird vending machine items, anything that yeah. we want to talk about. Airline food. Airline food, airline customer service. How women be shopping. We women, do, That's like a huge thing. Women do be shopping. Women do be shopping, and we will get to covering that at some point on this podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, my other favorite co-host of all, Jeff Mays. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May here, coming at you live from the Q&A system at the You Don't Even Like This Show studios. The studios he, are my dining room. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just upstairs in my home. I got a wet uh, jet. Like, not not to humble brag, but I do have an upstairs in my home. I have to walk upstairs to get there, which is a whole hassle. But I almost die on a cat. Yeah, yeah. The cat, she wants to make that happen, that's for sure. Hey, we're doing an episode we haven't done one of these publicly in a while. We're no, and we haven't done one of these in a couple. It's been a few months. We try to do one every quarter. Yeah, we haven't, done, we haven't done one in a while. It's a thing that I've started doing as a subscriber-only podcast where we answer the Q&A questions. But from time to time, we'll still do one publicly just so the people who don't give us money can also you know, hear what's going on in the world with us. What's going on in me and Jeff's heart. You don't want to know that. Yeah, you don't want to know that. Who knows what evil looks in the hearts (laughs) of men. We're getting these questions from Discord, which even if you're a free subscriber, you can join the Discord and ask us questions to be answered on these Q&A episodes. Just go to youdontshow.link slash discord. And you can join right there. And if you are a Patreon or Supercast subscriber, you get access to extra sections of the Discord that other people don't. It's, it's called BoneCon. Yeah, it's called BoneCon. Get in there and talk to the real ones. You know, by that, I mean people who give us money. We yeah, are well, mostly funded through, through listeners people. like you, and we appreciate you and love you so much. We're the PBS of podcasts. I would say we are the PBS of podcasts if PBS cursed more and was a little bit more respected on the world stage. A little bit. Yeah. 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 So should we get right to the questions? Let's do it. Let's get into a question. Adam, here we go. First one, the Dan, that's D-A-A-N. If you could know the full story, 100% truth behind any story covered on Conspiracy the Show, or I guess pretty scary, which would it be? 
Would you still want to know if you could never tell anyone? Ooh. I mean, here, here's what I would say. If it's something that affects like health, yeah, I would want to know even if I can't tell anyone. They're like, yeah, if you drink water from any city, you will die. Yeah. I'll be yeah. like, yeah, I would like to know that. And they're like, you can't tell anyone. I'm like, I sure can tell them that maybe they shouldn't drink that water, though. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't gotten into that on conspiracy the show. But yeah, anything relating to health, I guess if there's one conspiracy that I would absolutely want to know all the details about. Oh, it's tough. I'll tell I'm going to maybe go 9-11. Yeah, that's fair. Even if you did tell everybody, they, nobody would believe you. Yeah, yeah. I, the, yeah, the, I wouldn't care. If I, didn't have, if I wasn't allowed to tell anyone, I wouldn't give a shit. I would he, lord it over people. I'm going to reword that question. Is there anyone that you absolutely would not want to know the truth about if you can't tell anyone? Because I know what mine would be. And what maybe everyone's aliens. I think that would cause the world to go absolutely insane. If somehow you found out that aliens were real, I think the world would lose its goddamn mind. Yeah, we've talked about that on Conspiracy the Show. I feel like aliens will just be another thing that we disagree on. Because there's a whole section of the conspiracy theory community that thinks if aliens come down from the sky to impart us with the knowledge of the universe, it will actually be a government hoax perpetrated by the United States government to bring about a one world government that we are the head of. Like that's <laughs> that is one of the that's the new world order conspiracy. So aliens will just be another thing that the left and the right disagrees on. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Beyond 9-11, like I would also like to know for real what happened with Elvis. I just really don't feel like he died on that toilet. I don't think he's still alive, but I do have my suspicions he entered witness protection. And I don't know if I'm wrong, unseal the remaining hundred pages of his FBI files that are still sealed for national security reasons. Yes. What's he got to do with national security? He's caught in a trap. Yeah. Can't get because he loves hiding in Argentina too much. Baby. Too much, baby. All right. That makes a good segue into the next question. If you could get one more album from any artist that doesn't exist anymore, slash band that broke up, etc., who would you choose? Oh, that's good. Mm. That I'd say Tupac, but he keeps dropping albums. It's 2005. <laughs> We're still making this joke, right? Um, I have a couple, so yeah. There's there's, there's a, a few. <laughs> you, yeah. I would I would take another Nirvana album. I feel like their last song they recorded, which was called "You Know You're Right," was a really interesting shift for them musically. And a little harder than normal. It was, but then also, if you listen to some of the home demos Kurt Cobain was working on at the time. There's one called Do Re Mi, and it's called that because he hadn't worked out the lyrics yet. So he's just kind of mumbling like the melody, yeah. but the song is so fucking pretty. Like I, I would have liked to see Kurt Cobain go into his like acoustic singer songwriter phase for a bit. That would have yeah. been nice. I want to say, I wonder what the beastie boys would throw together now. Mm. I think they because they were very much reflective of whatever times they were recording in. And they if you listen to most of their albums, they don't sound 
they are always different than the previous one, which I think is really interesting. But also, I feel like I'd really want to see what Rage Against the Machine would put out today. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just broke up. I mean, they break up, then they get back together, then they break up because it seems like Zach is pretty insufferable as far as uh, this one. This one feels real. I saw it on the news. They all I mean, they do that all the time. Like they broke up in what, like 2005. Yeah. And then they like they're like, hey, we're it's like when Van Halen would be like, we brought David Lee Roth back. And then they're like four days later, they're like, we kicked that son of a bitch right back out. Yeah. Who can blame him? He's Um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh Zach Daryl Roach and, and I feel Tom Morello, they 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 smash together a little bit. Yeah. But those two. It's a very 1998 answer that I just gave you all. It is. And speaking of that, I would also add Sublime. I would take another notorious big from the album. California Raisins. <laughs> yeah. And California Raisins also. Another ad campaign from the California Raisins. Yeah, I like the it's tempting to say like Prince, but Prince we're <laughs> you'll, gonna, you'll you'll get that. Yeah, we're going to get new Prince songs forever and ever and ever. And Notorious Big only has the two albums. And one of the quirks about him, he was the first one to do this. Now Jay-Z does it, Lil Wayne does it, but he didn't write his lyrics down. He would go into the studio, listen to the beat over and over and over and write his rhymes in his head. And that's why there is no posthumous notorious big music like there's a couple albums and even then they're like pulling verses from songs that were already released that's why we're not gonna get that like stream of songs like we do from tupac who just was recording constantly so yeah i would say notorious big notorious big might be like number one for me just because there's so little output from him there is all right Next question from Dickless Ruth Tater. <laughs> That's hey, a great name. Holy shit. That's such a good name. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good name. We, I think we say that every time we say that name on this podcast. Hey, Jeff. Hey. As a former teacher, would it be worth it to circumnavigate book bans in certain red states? If so, how would you do it? And what books would you do it for? Thanks. I love you. For the record, that was Dickless Ruth Tater saying, "You love me, Adam." Um, no, no, Adam loves me. Adam, Adam loves me Thank you so uh, much. So here's the thing: Would it be worth it to circumnavigate? Absolutely. Um, anytime a government tries to put down the idea of learning or or access to information, I have a problem with that. Like in general, like I mean, general information too, not like top secret information. <laughs> uh, but you know, they let those kids read the nuclear secrets. Um, yes, of course, of course, like, especially when you look at what some of those, uh, bands are, uh, books that really do sort of work against people. I know that there are some books that get banned for the dumbest reasons, like Huck Finn getting banned because they have the N word in it. And it's like, you guys need a little context and you need to understand the point of that word usage. Um, which is hard. I know this generation has sort of eschewed context a lot, which is unfortunate, but I yes, it's worth it to circum circumvent it. I'm not 100% sure. I remember I got in trouble once because when I was teaching about uh, Theodora, the wife of Justinian, who was a very famous prostitute. And, uh, you know, she was a sex worker uh, at the time and became an empress. And every history book that I ever had, she's an incredibly important part of the history of the Byzantine Empire. She saved the empire. And 
you know, she has a, a legitimate rags to riches story. And I, they would always call her like a dancer or an actor in the books. Yeah. And I would, and I would say she was a dancer or actor. I cannot tell you that you cannot, I can't tell you not to do further research on these people on your own. Yeah. I said, nobody. And I told them, I like, nobody will ever get into, tr- uh, will get, will get into trouble in my classroom for doing more research than is asked. Do your own research, kids. I was like, if you want to look up Theodora and find out more of what she did, you are welcome to do that. Um, And I got in trouble for that. Good. Uh, And I got out of trouble for that by saying, I do not understand how you would even write down a write-up of me telling kids to do research on their own. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's like, it's kind of that to me. So like, if there's a book ban, for example, in a school that they're ban- I, you know, you could easily say, here are the list of banned books that you absolutely cannot read in yeah. this specific classroom. Yeah. You know, like you'd have to nudge, nudge, wink, wink it at that point in time. But they, you know, any sort of legal scenario where you'd be like, I have the list of books that they can't read. That's the list of banned books. You guys gave me that list. I'm letting them know what they can't read. Yeah. With you know, you have to do a little judo on that one. Well, Amazon affiliate link next to each one. Just a heads up. I make money if you buy any of these banned books. I have to tell yeah. you by law. I'm a creator also. See if Follow you can be on the gram, kids. See if you can sponsor a section at the local public library. Yeah. All right. I mean, libraries do that anyway now. They, they do a lot of like the banned books section. Yeah. Which is great. Very similar question from Storm JH. What was the last thing you stole? I feel like we get this question every time we do one of these episodes. Do people think we're just out here like constantly shoplifting? Yes. Adam, <laughs> I got a new mouth guard the other day. I unfortunately had to go to Walmart uh-huh. so be- because they're the only ones that have this one specific mouth guard that I need. I went to a different local place and I bought a more expensive mouth guard that sucks. I need the old shitty double-ended Everlast mouth guard the soft okay. one uh-huh. and I bought one. It was like six bucks. And I was like, well, I might as well get a second one. And then I just didn't pay for the second one. Oh, so you stole from Walmart or from the little mom and pop store, Walmart. I would never steal from a mom and pop store. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends <laughs> on what they're selling, although it was big five. So I wouldn't call them necessarily a mom and pop store. Um, yeah, not really. Not really. Also, they the probably- guy called me a negative Nancy um, while I was there because That's he funny. I That's asked funny. him. I don't need to know why. It's just yeah. funny. He was so terrible at his job. And I was just like, do you have mouth guards that are not these fluorescent football mouth guards for children? And all he wouldn't even look up. He just went, what we have is what we have. But you can look around. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. You should have karate chopped him in the karate. And then I, I, I was like, I did, but I'll take one last look. And I found one like hidden and it was like a $30 mouth guard. It was like 25 bucks or something like that. Too firm. I hated it. Um, and when I finally got, I was like, oh, yeah, you got one. I, I guess I'll take this one. He's like, oh, I guess you shouldn't have been such a negative Nancy. And I'm like, what if I jump over this? I'm getting yeah. a boxing mouth guard. You know, I fight yeah. you old piece of shit who sucks at his job. Yeah. Anyway, the All last right. thing I stole was a mouth guard from Walmart. I mean, right. no, I don't steal from Walmart. Did they listen? Are they a patron? I do actually think I have an answer. I went to Alcatraz recently and because you stole something. Yeah, I was sent to Alcatraz for stealing, but they had these like programs, like a kind of a guide to, you know, guide you around like a guy walking around like an old timey baseball game <laughs> programs. Hey, get your programs. Well, it was just like a big kiosk and they had a box and there was a price on the front of the programs and they had a box where you could put money in it 
but it really felt like more of a suggestion to me. And I was like, man, these tickets were spendy. I am not, I'm not paying for this. No one else. Was. Yeah. I just took it. So I just took it. I took it. I bought, I bought an Alcatraz sweatshirt on the way out. I like buying, I like buying grim memorabilia from places like, like a that. Titanic sweatshirt. Yeah. My, like my haunted Titanic sweatshirt. I don't remember what pod I mentioned that on, but yeah, bought a Titanic sweatshirt. No matter how much I wash it, it smells musty. It smells like the Titanic. You get that thing. You're going to take it into a dry cleaner. <laughs> Something really. Yeah. Take it on a TV show. <laughs> All right. Swamp Squatch. You are given the ability to teleport. Where is the first place you are going? Hooters. Yeah. I don't know. We go to the first place. Yeah. First place. Cracker Barrel for you, probably. Maybe it might be friendlies. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it like, I'm assuming that it takes a little energy to do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to want to eat go to fuel tele- up, teleport somewhere else. I feel like if I was, if I had the ability to teleport and I wasn't a criminal, I would go broke immediately. Oh yeah. Cause like, I'd be like a bank vault. I would teleport into a bank vault. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now I'd be like, I would teleport to Paris and then spend all of the money that I have. Well, you could just teleport somewhere else and get more money though. But yeah, but what, what if you're not stealing, how would you get the money? Oh, I'm going to steal for sure. Yeah. I guess you could be like a courier per service and I could be like, Hey, do you, you have this package and it needs to be brought to Brazil? How much do they want you to do for $300? I'll do it for 200 right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll just zip zip $200, please. That's what I would do. I'd become the Uber of teleporters. <laughs> yeah. You can get into a tedious day job. That's such a pathetic <laughs> fucking working comedians yeah. version of this. Yeah. I'd turn it into a soul-crushing obligation that I have to do to 12 hours a day to live. Good times. Um, yeah, I stand by Hooters. You All know right. I teleport the girls' locker room. What? Oh, what? <laughs> Don't be gross. Oliver Ballin, what's the best way you've quit a job? Ooh, I sent an angry company-wide email once when I quit. Like, and I I just like I gave my two weeks notice, but I just I hated the place. I hated the people so much. Just like on the way out, I typed up a really sassy email and hit send and then walked out of there. Out of there yeah. yeah. Uh, two mall jobs that I quit in different but funny ways, I guess. Um, one is the shortest amount of time I've ever had a job. That was when I got uh, hired at Pacific Sunwear. And during the orientation, there was like kind of a lot of people for this mall job. And they were like, so you'll notice there's a lot of people. So I don't think, a lot, you know, some of you are only going to get, uh, you know, six to eight hours a week of work. And then I stood up right after they said that. And I was like, I volunteer. I, I said, I'm donating my six to eight hours to some of you guys. And then I just walked out, <laughs> which is great, especially because I was a teenager when I did that. That's a pretty cool thing to do as a teenager. Yeah. Another one, I worked at American Eagle and I hated it. I hated it. Um, I liked the discount, but I hated the working there. And my boss had just ripped me a new a-hole because they scheduled me for the one day I asked not to. And I, and I was like, I literally cannot show up to that. And they're like, find coverage. I was like, I'm trying. I'm not. It's your job to find coverage. They didn't. They wrote me up. I went in the next day and I said, I'm putting in, uh, I need a, a two, weeks, two weeks off. I was like, I, I got to take two weeks off from this. And they were like, okay. And I was like, also, I'm putting in my two-week notice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few jobs that I quit like almost before I even started. I at one point in my twenties got like a second job at Burger King and they gave me my uniform and it was filthy. 
Like it was a uniform someone had worn before and like they clearly hadn't washed it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go change into this uniform. And I went in the bathroom. I left the uniform in a bathroom stall and I just got right the hell out of there. (laughs) I also once got a second job as a host at TGI Fridays because I was like, that feels like the ultimate easy time and job at a restaurant. And they were like, all right, so let's talk about your rotation cleaning the bathrooms. And I was like, oh, no, I'm in my 30s. I'm not cleaning bathrooms. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I just never, I never went to that job yeah. either. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, international baseball, if that is your real name. It is. Choose one. The World Series has changed to be played by teams, leagues all over the world, i.e. NPB, KBL, and other leagues. We, I get what you mean. Yeah. Or... The World Series has its name changed. I think what you're thinking of is you want the World Series to turn into the World Baseball Classic. Right. Which Because if it's not, then the World Series, it would still be just American teams winning. Right. Like, there's a reason that Shohei Otani plays in the Major League Baseball and not the NPB. Like, America. Like, like it's if you're doing it like, yeah, like, we can include that and they won't do it. Like, I mean, Japanese baseball and Korean baseball, they're great, but like we poach all that talent, right? Like not all of the talent, obviously they're going to have younger talented people because of contracts and things like that. But like if it's the world series, like that is a lateral move and you want to change it to the world series. You want to change it to the MLB championships? Like sure. But also cares. Yeah. Who cares? And yeah, baseball is never changing anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, baseball's doing. I mean, well, that's not true. Baseball does yeah, change stuff. They have pitch clocks and things like what do you that. You think so, it's the ETA on getting rid of home plate umpires? Like, there is clearly machines that can do that. Like, once Angel Hernandez passes, <laughs> we see it happen. Like, all right, we let literally the worst umpire who ever lived be an umpire forever. So, yeah, that guy. He is, that, he is that guy's like I I know that there's like this whole thing where like hating umpires is really hacky, but you should hate Angel Hernandez. Yeah, he's he's really bad. He's really bad. All right, Bob Grenville, if you could create your own combination restaurant like those Taco Bell Pizza Huts, I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. I'm, I'm at, at the, the combination Taco Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut Taco, Taco Bell. Yeah. I've got that taco smell. Ooh yeah, yeah. I. Listen, I would keep a present combination, but I just, I, I, I want to answer it for you. It's Long John Silver's and KFC. Goddamn right. Just, I know it. I knew that going in. Just put one closer to my house. That's all I want. <laughs> that's what you would do. Yeah. You would merge two things nearby. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I um, I mean, we already have. I think a Burger King and Taco Bell might be a good mix, especially if you like diarrhea. I do. And I do. I like the flavor. Like, here's the thing you don't, unless this is your first time listening, you know, that Adam and I have quite the affinity for Burger King uh, and and the flavors of Taco Bell. We are fully aware that the ingredients are bad. What? We do not. We do not pretend that we're like, this is the highest quality of food from a flavor profile. If I'm going to fast food anyway, I'm not going for my health. So give me something that tastes good. But that's, I mean, that's all I can get. Like, Cracker Barrel Taco Bell? Like, I don't know. Here's the thing I would do. I would merge. It's going to have to be Subway. I was going to say Subway or Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's doesn't have a meatball sub anymore, so they're dead to me. I would merge like a Subway or a sandwich shop with any other fast food chain just so I can get like a meatball sub and fries. 
Like at Subway, your only option is like chips. I'm not that much of a chips guy. You can get chips? some soup. You got a chips? You can get some soup. I don't want soup. I want some fries with my meatball. So I'm dip eating a meatball sub. Dip your fries in some soup, bro. <sighs> Come on. I don't want to do that. A little pasta for Jules. I want to just French fries. I want to eat my fries. All right. Carolyn G. No. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Carolyn. You're very oh. emphatic about that. What team will pick up Belichick and will he actually get enough wins to beat Shula's record? If he doesn't, is he still the GOAT NFL coach? I We talked about this on the You Don't Even Like Sports live stream Wednesdays at You Don't Sports on YouTube, 4 p.m. Pacific time. There is one team that Bill Belichick should go to, and that is the Washington Commanders. Because if any franchise needs a disciplinarian in the room for a change and someone who's going to like crack down and impose a really strict culture on that franchise. The commanders need that. They are a shambles these days. Yep. I will add, by the way, that on that episode, um, Albert Hainsworth was the football player that I was talking about. That was problematic. So the Patriots took Oh, him sure. Cause uh, Belichick was like, we can handle him. And then he went over and they were like, we cannot handle this man. And they got yeah. rid of him. Pulls a gun on someone on the field. Yeah, yeah that man was a garbage person. I think no matter where Belichick goes, he'll get enough wins to break yeah. Shula's record. He's 15 away. But if he doesn't break Shula's record, will he be the GOAT? No, that's not what GOAT means. Mm, I don't know. Like, like if he, Evan if he, Smith has the most rushing yards, but he's not the greatest running back of all time. Yeah, that would be Barry Sanders. It would be, uh, I would say Walter Payton, but. It's it's debatable. Jim Brown also like it, either either way. Emmett Smith is not better than any of those three. Yeah. If Bo Jackson stayed healthy, too. Yeah, that might have been. If it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, baby. Hey, look at that. Hey, I think it's Barry Sanders. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying played it's on Emmett Smith because you get those numbers. Go. Yeah. I don't think just because yeah. Shula won the most games. He's the yeah. Although with coaching, it's a little bit different. I, I would say coaching is a little bit different. Like it is about the wins in coaching, I think, because that's the whole point. Like that's the goal. Whereas like running back, it's about like getting yards. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. All right. All right. Who who do you think should take Belichick? I mean, you have a sound, you have sound points and there's no reason that I could say that it would be really funny if he went to Tampa Bay. That would be funny. Or the jets. <laughs> that would be, well, the Parcells did exactly that. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So but it would be so much funnier if Belichick did it and got Rodgers back next year. And then they just start balling out. And then we still have to be like, but is it Belichick or the quarterback? Who knows? It's neither. Yeah. Oh, that would oh, that would be the worst, actually. That would be like a like an evil team. It would be a team rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. All right. John Lewis, friend of the show, asks as comedians. We've done stand-up all around the country. What area is the toughest to get laughs? South, Midwest, etc. Also, what's the difference between an LA crowd and other regions? Okay. Uh, other regions, the crowds are usually better. Better. Because uh, there is far better. less comedy. Yeah. Uh, usually those uh our crowds are more our fans when we travel. Yeah. Um, here here's what I will say. The it's I don't know if it's necessarily about geography, but it is about interest. Um, a show of 15 people in the crowd is not going to be as raucous as a show with 120 people in the crowd. Yeah. We did we did a tour once where we did the exact same show in Chicago and essentially Milwaukee. 
Chicago uh, at North Bar, we sold uh, 128 tickets. Yeah. Packed yeah. the room. Unbelievable show. The next night we did Wisconsin, 15 people showed up. And I lived there for years. Yep. The sign for our show was actually like a baby shower sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we met great people. Our shows were not great. Our Our sets weren't great because there wasn't enough people to feel comfortable laughing in a large group. That's yeah. really... You know, when you look at like some of the best shows I've ever played, Kansas City, when we did Tapcade or whatever yeah. it was called, that that barcade, Chicago and North Bar, like ones where we pack the room out. Yeah. I mean, that's really the answer, I guess. That said, I've had some really good nights doing comedy in not great environments. Like I did a show once, like it's always really satisfying to be that comedian who has the good set when everyone yeah. else kind of bombing and i've done that a couple times i followed henry phillips at a show once where everyone was bombing and i fucking murdered and that felt great so it can be fun yeah as far as the different parts of the country i think that is dependent on the comedian and their ability to read a room and know what kind of jokes are and aren't gonna yeah. work and it, it, it's chemistry of audience you get a lot yeah. of maga people like i do when I go back home and I do sets, my mom will sometimes convince her friends to come to the show. And some of my front mom's friends are like conservative. Yeah. And you can see how uncomfortable they get when I start talking about like cops and stuff like that. And oh, can't believe we came here. And I'm just like, I already got your money. Fuck you. No refunds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As far as LA crowds, there's a lot of access to comedy here. So LA crowds, I don't know. They don't appreciate it because like if you live somewhere else in the country and Hannibal Burris comes to town or someone like that, like that's going to be a big deal. And that's he's gonna gonna sell that, that's, that's 30,000 tickets sold. Yeah. Me and Jeff could see Hannibal Burris fucking four nights a week. Yeah. Provided he's like in LA and working on comedy. Like yeah. it's so it's different. Like you just have so much access to it. So we'll put it this way. Mint on card is tonight and I am nervous that we're not going to fill the room yeah big show if this mint on card was in poughkeepsie new york we would sell two thousand tickets yeah yeah that's just that's just how it goes like there's getting people to get out and do anything in la is hard because there's so much to do there is so so many options and and so many fantastic shows to see in la is hard to get around it it's not like new york where if you have a show the people you want to come see it can just hop on public transit and get there really easy. Like if you're in Santa Monica and you're trying to get someone from Glendale to come to your show, it's not happening. Yeah. You might as well be asking them to drive to Vegas. Like sometimes people that live in like long beach will be like, I'm thinking about coming to your show on Friday. And I'll be like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I was like, I'd, be, I'd love to see you, but I think that you're the commitment you're about to make is more than you realize. And if you leave at like six, and my show starts at 7.30, you might make it in time. But yeah, that's that, a hell of a commitment. Like, it's not unusual. Like, we've done a couple Nerd Rockers Ball shows at the Sardine, right? In San Pedro, yeah. Right here in San Pedro. And both times, people showed up from, like, way far away. Like, the last time, there was a couple from Australia. And I was like, hey, thanks. But also, you're, like, in town for something else, right? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you didn't fly here to see me do 10 minutes opening this show. I Remember hope. the San Diego I show? I appreciate it either way. That San Diego show we did, where yeah. it was me, you, Alex, Dan O'Brien, and Danny Fernandez, 
that had people from like Phoenix. Yeah. That yeah. were like, we're driving home after this. And we were like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Even that Wisconsin show that almost no one came to, there was that couple. Who, oh, that they drove a couple out. Yeah. Well, they, they had to drive back to Milwaukee because the show was in Madison. You said yeah. Milwaukee. Oh, Madison. Yeah. But it was in Madison. They had to drive back to Milwaukee and we like hung out. We shut that bar down. Like and we hung out like, drinking right. until like one thirty in the morning. When, when we did the New York comedy festival, my friend Jody came to New York city from Massachusetts to see the show. Yeah. And then she, and then she drove me back. Damn. Like she drove me back to be with my family. And then I flew back out there. Cause I was just going to take a bus. And oh, she yeah. was like, Oh, I'm coming to that show. I'll, I'll drive you back. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah. Comedy. I got to try and get a, I got to get a, like a regular show going. Yeah. I'm going to get that moving down here. I'm not trying to drive to LA to do comedy. All right. Hot of air day asks what conspiracy theories do you think people are right to think, but are painfully taking to the wrong conclusion? For example, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Right. He was renditioned and now living in whatever billionaire blowjob Island Kenneth Lay escaped to. I would say QAnon is probably like there are obviously people who traffic children like child yep. sex trafficking is a thing. But if you think it's a partisan thing, get over yourself. Like that's not how shit like that works. That is a rich and powerful people thing. And it's not something that's going to be aligned with one side of the American government or another. And Trump is not your fucking savior. So I would say QAnon. That tracks. Because child, child sex trafficking is obviously a thing. It obviously I, happens. I would say Pizzagate because that place's pizza is terrible. Oh, is it? And that's the real pro No, I don't know. And <laughs> Yeah. That, I mean, and I mean, that's a similar answer. Like, I, I, I would say um, the one where... <laughs> In the in the eighties and nineties, the big thing was like McDonald's meat is not real meat. Oh yeah, and then they were like, it's bugs, and you're like, no, it's filler, actually. Like, yeah, the the, the, the Taco Bell thing. I, I will say one of the biggest uh, issues I take is whenever you hear stuff like uh, the bread is at Subway has the same ingredients as a yoga mat, and then yeah. you're like, that's not what that is at all. That's yoga mats have carbon in them as yeah. well are you gonna eat carbon because that's an ingredient in a yoga mat that's not how this works yeah uh oh a follow-up conspiracy theory question barlock asks are there any conspiracy theories you believed which you have turned turned around on since no uh yeah not not really i still believe that warner did something to harry potter to keep him short for his entire career mm -hmm. yeah i still i can't think of any like if i i mean I guess back in the 90s when I like first got into conspiracy theories, I probably believed a little more of the New World Order stuff than I do now. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. not really. Shots on shots on shots. Says, where were you when the Undertaker threw mankind off hell in a cell 16 feet through an announcer's table? Wow. Jeff, that question's for you. I was at Mike Turpin's house losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Ask me where I was when the Undertaker uh, showed up at the in the WWF for the first time. I was there. That's right. I was at Survivor Series 1990 in Hartford, Connecticut. That's right. Read it and weep, losers. Yeah. Nerd Rocker 42. Favorite candle flavors? Bourbon pumpkin from Target. Oh wow, from Target. I'm. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's so good. I'm not a big like I don't buy a lot of candles, but. 
I've always been a little more partial to the candles that smell like baked goods. Yeah, like a vanilla cinnamon roll or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although there were, I, I used to date a girl who was massively into candles. And there were so many mornings I would wake up like, oh, shit. We got cinnamon buns. I was like, we got some cinnamon rolls happening for breakfast. And then I'd get out there and it's just a fucking candle. It's like, why? Well, that's not going to be as good. But I'll like, this is abuse. Yeah. It's like faking the throw with a dog. Yeah. All right. Dave T. Imagine you have a mansion with a decent bit of land attached. Would you rather share it with 100 large dogs or one very intrusive elephant? Elephant. Um, or I think you meant to say show your work, but it says show you working. You got to show me work, 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 work. Um, a hundred large dogs seems like a lot of dogs. That's way too many dogs. Way, way too many. I'll go for the intrusive elephant. Yeah. How intrusive can it be? I'll build a wall. Build that wall. Keep that, elephant. keep that elephant's ass. Yeah. I'll show, I've seen, I've seen like water for elephants. Yeah. Jay of the crows. Who would win in a fight between a Terminator T-800 and RoboCop set in a neutral urban area with no help from outside forces? Mm. Um, RoboCop. And I think that's actually like a whole that there was a video game based off of a comic book series called RoboCop versus Terminator. And you play as RoboCop taking out Terminators. So that alone should tell you what's going on. I am going to say Terminator because a cab includes RoboCop. All right. Tito is my name. says, would you rather, I read this question earlier and it's a tough one. Would you rather your partner be a full on clown makeup, wig, red nose <laughs> antics <laughs> exclusively outside of your home or inside it? Do either everywhere in public. They're a clown, but as soon as they get home, they're in the regular clothes or it's the other way around. Normally dressed in the streets, but as soon as they get home, it's clown time all, all the, the time. time. That is a great Isaac. Shout out to Isaac for that question. Uh, that is a hell of a question. That is a pretty great question. Oh, I'm going to take clown at home. Yeah. Like, I guess I'd have to develop a clown fetish. Yeah, because like, what what do we mean by antics, you know? Yeah, what kind of antics are we talking? Although, to be fair, like, if this is one of those, like, annoying clowns, I don't want to, like, try to get ready for bed and get sprayed with seltzer or something. <laughs> I was just going to say sprayed with seltzer. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Like, every time you're trying to talk to them and they're in the other room, you just hear the, the nose honking. <laughs> but I guess, like, I don't know, like, I guess it's just that has some, like, I wonder what going to a wedding with that clown would be like. Like, would they have, like, formal clown wear? <laughs> yeah. Because it, it seems like at home, you don't have to answer as many questions. And it's not like, you know, you should live your life based on that. But like, I would get tired after like nine weeks of that where people would be like. <sighs> and it feels like it would limit your movement. There's got to be some places you just can't go. Yeah, you're not going to be able to go to the Louvre with a clown doing antics. Yeah. They'd yeah, be like, this is a reality show. This is a YouTube prank show. We're not letting you in here. Like there's restaurants where you can't even go in without wearing like a sport coat. And now you're Ooh. dressed as a clown. I've got a hack. You can have either a clown fetish or a sex in public fetish. Ah, yeah. Or get a hotel. That's not home. That is, that isn't home. Yeah. Good you got to get an asterisk on that. But I do like the, would you rather date a clown or a reverse clown? <laughs> clown in the streets or clown in the sheets. Every ounce, not an ounce of fat on that long question, if I'm being honest. No, not at all. All right. Next question. Ghost of Dave Thomas. 
Have you ever been mistaken for somebody else? If not, have you ever mistaken a stranger for someone you knew? I mean, I, I feel like I've done both. I've definitely, there was a kid named Charlie who went to a school in my district, but not my school. And a few different times people would come up and ask if I was Charlie. And weirdly enough, me and him ended up in the same summer school origami class. Obviously. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see it. You do actually. You and I. My shoe game is a little better, if I'm being honest. But, (laughs) yeah, I see it otherwise. I wouldn't wear those Reeboks you have on. But, yeah, otherwise I get it. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I I got tagged one time in a Dilfs of Disneyland post (laughs) where the guy looked so much like me that even I had to be like, that's not me, right? Like, I get it. Like, he had a different hat. And that's literally the only thing that I saw that that made us different. Um, When I came here in 2007, I came here right after I had had uh, a fight. So I was in really good shape. And I I left Macy's at like the Grove. Uh And this Filipino guy kept assuming that I was famous. And he kept like asking me who I was as I was trying to just leave. So there's that. Yeah. Um, But and have I mistaken other people for? Yes. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. I know. I know we have probably both mistaken strangers for someone you knew, but I think the coolest example of like that in reverse, because now that clown question has me thinking of everything in reverse. Remember that time I was at Tom's urban in downtown LA and me and Angie were there and it was during March madness. And I was like, you weren't here for this part, but there was a guy sitting there and I was like, okay, for one thing, this guy looks famous. It seems like he's having a meeting with a manager agent, something like that. And I could not fucking place who he was. And I'm going crazy over it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go ask him. And then I go use the bathroom and Angie just immediately leans over and is like, hey, who are my boyfriend's going nuts? Who are you? And it was Willie McGinnis, former. Oh, yeah. And then I showed up and you're like, that's Willie McGinnis. Yeah. I texted you and was like, you need to come to Tom's Urban. We are watching basketball with Willie McGinnis. And he was cool as shit. Yeah. Remember, well, I was like, already on my way. I was game. already I was on my way to join you because that was before Quincy Jones's um, show. Oh yeah. We were pre-gaming that. Um, yeah. Big night for us. Good times. Yeah. That was, I keep um, as far as, I mean, I know this is not the question, but like the random celebrity where you're like, who is that? Like I remember one time me and an ex were sitting down um, at the Fairfax flea market. Uh, there was like these two seats open next to these group, this group of guys. And we're like, do you mind if we sit down and eat? They're like, yeah, go ahead. And these kids kept coming up to one of the guys and asking for autographs and photos. And he's like, not right now. I'm eating. And so eventually we were just like, we are old white people and we don't know who you are. Why are all these children coming up and asking you for that? And it turned out he was Tyler, the creator. (laughs) And he was like, I'm a backup dancer. And she was like, I'm friends with a lot of backup dancers. You are not. And then so she's like, I'm going to go up to that child and ask who you are. And so she went up, asked the kid and then Tyler, the creator. And then Several years later, I was at a different restaurant and Tyler, the creator, was sat right next to me eating. (laughs) I have sat accidentally next to this son of a bitch twice. That's crazy. All right. Norm from Cheers. What's the coolest coolest football card you've been you've ever been gifted 
that depicts a former student? He says that question's for both of you, but I know it's not. Adam got me the blue ice or cracked ice auto of Sean McCune, Gem Mint 10. If you want to see a better look at that, why don't you head on over to uh, my YouTube at Hey There Jeffro. The um, latest episode of I Must Break You features that card as well as another pretty fantastic gift that I picked up. Nope. Uh, do either of you have a Substack discussing how weird Aaron Rodgers has gotten? Well, I sure do. AdamToddBrown.Substack.com. That is, I don't know, by the time this goes up for the whole world, I'll probably have other stuff on Substack. But that is, as we record this, my latest column. It's a, called A Very Uncomfortable Theory About Aaron Rodgers. Full Metal Corgi, flour or corn tortillas? Controversial, but I'm going flour. Flour. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm sorry if that makes me white guy. I just don't like it when my tortillas explode as soon as I try to bite into them. Yeah, I'm way, way, way on board with yeah. the flour tortilla, unless we're talking hard shell, in which case. Hard shell is obviously corn. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like a flop for if I want to, if I get like, first off, you're not getting a burrito in a corn tortilla. Oh, my God. No, no. Like, um, but I do not like the. T- I don't like the grainy, gritty, rubbery aspect of a corn tortilla taco. Not a fan. Yeah. Gotta deep fry that shit. Eric Germ. We love Eric Germ. We love Eric. Best pair of sunglasses you've ever seen that you'll never get to own. I don't know, because I bought a couple pairs of the best sunglasses I've ever seen when me and Jeff were in Vegas for Thanksgiving. When we were leaving the Titanic of uh, thing, and I was like, let's go to this weird hallway mall, this mallway between these two casinos. <laughs> yeah, and those I wish I brought them up here so I could put them on. They stopped me dead in my tracks yeah they were great like, what are those <laughs> what are those yeah they were i'll tell you what they were two pairs for thirty dollars yeah i got uh my friend and co-producer lisa harden um bought me a really fun pair of oakley's uh for my birthday that i like we just went sunglasses <laughs> shopping for my birthday i was like this is fun um so i actually bought a pair of ridiculous glasses that i didn't think i'd ever own but when i worked at Foot Locker, back in around 2001 we had a, like a, a sunglasses case and in that case there were these sunglasses for i'm guessing it was for bikers like cyclists not bikers where it was like you had the eyes but then instead of having the handles go like around your ears it literally went around your skull oh yeah i've i remember those and we were like nobody's ever going to buy these which was correct but <laughs> I saw them and I was like, I would like to know how to make these work. Yeah, I kind of want to find some now. And then weirdly, I found a pair of Oakley's that had fallen in the display. And they ended up like when when that happens, like, I don't know if you know how clearance works in retail, but like a lot of it has to do with like the number of items that are left after time or whatever. Yeah, this was like the only pair of sunglasses of these sunglasses left in the system. And uh-huh. so they had been clearanced down because they had been missing for so long. They've been clearanced down to $10 and they were originally like a $390 pair of Oakley's. Jeez. Uh, and so I bought them. And every time I tell people, they're like, so you bought fake Oakley's. And I'm like, no, that's not actually what these are. I <laughs> bought these at Foot Locker. We had a contract with Oakley. It's just that the price had gone so far down because they were missing and people were like, so they're fake. So you bought fake Oakley's? You, oh, you son of a bitch. El Seldo says, is there an idea for a show or just a pod topic that you just couldn't get off the ground or into, but love the idea? So many. I've been doing this for such a long time. There have been, there've been lots of podcasts that I've launched that we just stopped doing because they weren't really going anywhere. I know I don't like 
make big public announcements about what shows I am and am not doing anymore. But hey, we're not a TV network. Calm down. Uh, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. But yeah, there've been there've been a bunch. There've been a lot for me. I wanted to do a YouTube show where we like talked about rap videos, but there were like technical issues where it wasn't working. So many, so many. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It happens. And he answered his own thing, which is advertising for me. Yeah. It's just getting it off the ground is really hard. And finding old copies of Ad Weekly is surprisingly difficult. I bet. Oh, Firebones. Is it weird when people change their Discord nicknames to throw away jokes from one-off holiday episodes? No. I remember. No. I know. I get the reference. I wrote yeah. it. I get the reference. I wrote those war horse things. I should do another one sometime. We should do a we should do a war a war horse. Here's Whoa. the thing. I, I feel like most of the audience now, like I feel like there's been some churn. A lot of shifting. Yeah. A lot of the audience would be like, what the fuck is this? We used to talk about Denver's Denver Airport's demon horse that killed its owner. Yeah. War horse. War horse. War horse. You all know that down there when the fires are breathing out of war horse that you're not getting out of Denver alive. God, that was a fun trip until I got fired by cracked a couple days after we got back. A little rude. Yeah. But after part. we got back, I think didn't you didn't that happen while no, we were... I knew it was coming yeah. before we because that you found that out in Chicago. No, I was in Denver. Trust me, Jeff. Trust me, Jeff. I remember. Oh, because I, I seem to recall me and Tom. No, no, so no. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom knew before me. Uh, no, 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 like not that. It was like while you were going through some shit, Tom and I were like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And then no, we went in Chicago, me and Tom stayed up watching Star Trek while everyone else was trying to sleep. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And, and then, then we saw the rat. <laughs> oh, we walked outside of the Airbnb that. and there was just a rat right in front of us. And we were like, hello, Airbnb rat. Yeah, that's who gave us the keys to the yeah. Airbnb. <laughs> All right. I guess this is the last question. Salad Fork Spear. Let's say you have Spider-Man powers or in the middle of a bridge, keeping two buses from falling off either side. In one bus is Prince, in the other is Tom Petty. If you could save only one, who are you saving? Tom Petty, because he's white. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, from what I've heard about how they treat other people, I would pick Tom Petty. From a musical yeah. output source, I don't know. Make I think Prince is much more talented than Tom Petty. I think Tom Petty is a better person. Yeah. I mean, I would want to save them both. Like, I loved Tom Petty also. I have... I, I don't know if people notice, but I've added some things to my backdrop. Mm -hmm. And at some point right here is going to be this picture of Prince. Ooh. That was Jeff. Do you know who I got this from? Who did you get that from? Our comedian friend, Trevor Smith. Trevor Smith. Motherfuckers be dancing and shit. Yeah. During COVID, he, to make extra money, probably started selling these things. Like he draws these. And he started selling them on the gram and the Prince one is the one I'm hanging up. But I also bought a Tom Petty, a Michael Jordan and a Bruce Springsteen that looks a lot like Bob Marley. But yeah, like I like Tom Petty enough that that was the other music purchase. Yeah. What's your favorite Petty album? I really like hard promises, which is the, I think that came out in 81 or 82. I mean, damn the torpedoes is great full moon fever which is a tom petty solo album like that's got free falling and all that on it i love full moon fever yeah full moon fever is so fucking good like you're so bad is a banger yeah yeah that 
that's a really great album. I got, I have a lot of Tom Petty favorites. I, I saw him twice in concert and both times just like you forget how many hits Tom Petty has a lot. Yeah. Until you see him play 35 in a row. Yeah. When it's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, running down a dream and then refugee and then American girl. And then last dance with Mary Jane. You're like so many eras of it too. I actually, he, like my favorite Tom Petty song is an album cut called a woman in love, which is from the hard promises album. And he actually played it one time when I saw him. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. Like there was always, I always wanted to hear lie in our graves by Dave Matthews at a concert. And he would always play it the other night, no matter what. Oh yeah. And I wasn't going to two different nights of concerts. I don't know. Dropping that amount of cash. Psychopaths. But I I would be like, just play it this time. And then like, my friends that would go to the other one would like literally call me when he was doing it. And he'd be like, he's doing it this time. I'd be like, okay, we do have two more questions. And I think we'll, we'll probably cut it off. At yeah. that. Ghost of Dave Thomas. Who's your favorite musical artist from the genre? Nobody knows you listen to. That's hard to say that. That's hard to say that nobody would know. Yeah. I would say the genre I'm way into that. I talk about the least one of my favorite musicians in general is sun house who is a delta blues musician like i only like the blues if it is being performed by an old black dude sitting on his porch like i don't fuck with eric clapton like i like i guess some of the people that like influence clapton like muddy waters bb king stuff like that it's cool but like delta blues is just such a different thing like that's what the white stripes were actually going for and that's why meg white plays the drums the way she does because jack white was trying to mimic delta blues where it's just one guy on guitar and the drums are just him stomping his foot that shit's always cool and sun house is my favorite delta blues musician yeah i'm trying to think of a genre that i haven't gone out and said that I love because like I I go to bat for like 90s country all the time. So that's out and, you know, grime music and stuff like that. So I would probably say Amadou and Mariam, who are a West African duo. I I got into uh, this is such a like a white guy in his 40s. Like, I've really gotten into like West African folk uh, music lately. Um, but uh, Amadou and Mariam, I like a lot. So they're from Mali. So along those same lines, I would add April March, who I I fuck with like 60s French pop music, like I, like Serge Gainsbourg. I like yeah. a lot. He's got that song called Chez Lele, where uh, in the video, he pulls out a nice, knife right? while he's performing on TV. And I post that like every couple of years just to remind people it exists. But April March is a modern or, or a more current artist. She was one of the voices on Animaniacs, I believe. And if you've ever seen Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino half of Grindhouse, the song that plays over the credits at the end of Death Proof is called Chick Habit. And it's by April March. And it is very much in the vein of like 60s French pop. She was an animator? Oh, okay, so she was an animator. Animator, yeah, yeah like yeah. that's even weirder that a a, a musician. Because I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't think of what voice she would have been on yeah, Animaniacs. Yeah. So, but it makes a weird amount of sense that she was actually just an animator for them. Yeah, and go listen to Chick Habit. 
like that song will decide if you like April, March or not. I love that song yeah, so much. All right. Last question. Who is a small comic that you think deserves more hype or isn't well-known outside of their local area? Bonus points. If I can find a set to watch slash listen to, uh, I would say Jeff may, uh, come on here. I'd say, yeah. uh, for people that aren't us. Yeah. Which, um, gross. I would say Andy Peters. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Andy Peters. Andy too. Peters is a steamroller of a human being that, you know, he's, he's weirdly like he's shown up. I was watching that Netflix 100 people. Did you ever watch that? Where they like try to find like averages of things by having a hundred people come in and like how they do that. And they were doing one on attraction and humor. Uh-huh. And um, they were like, you have to tell a story. They, they have a person come in and tell a story in a boring way. And it's clearly comedians coming in and doing a set. Yeah. But they have to do their set without jokes and just tell what happened and then do it as a set. And Andy Peters was the male version of that. And I was watching the show like relatively recently and like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Dave Waite. Yeah, Dave Waite is really, really good. Yeah, I we had Andy Peters on a list cast episode about best wrestlers of all time once. Oh, it was so funny. And someone picked Chris Benoit, and Andy Peters goes, Oh no, most lethal finishing move in the game. And then he said something about the daughter kid home gym match. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I remember he do, he does a joke about Jake the Snake Roberts. And he used to bring a snake out. And he's like, you can't just bring your nickname out to the thing. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Hacksaw. Yeah. Um, Andy Peters. Um, I think uh, Deb Giovanni. if you don't know who she is, um, I would say look her up. She, I think she and Andy Peters are exactly the same kind of comedian, which is you desperately do not want to go after them because they just stole all of the air out of the room with how funny they were. Yeah. I would also uh friend of the show, sometime co-host on the True Crime Sucks podcast, Katrina Davis is really, 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 really funny. Great. And she just moved to New York, I believe. She just moved to New York. She's gonna be back in LA in April for a little bit. Uh also Maggie May. Is oh, Maggie May's amazing. Yeah. Another just amazing comedian. She has a bit about people fighting at McDonald's that I still like. I think about it just Every couple months, it just pops back in my head. They're both really, really good. There, there are also comedians. I, I like to think of comedians that just left because it didn't work for them, but that they were like one of the fun. Like there was this comedian named Tony Alfieri and he do like very deadpan. He was like, it, his stuff was very deadpan, like one liner stuff little bit like Stephen Wright, but if Stephen Wright was the, told the darkest jokes you could imagine and never changed his face at all. And I, I always remember being like seeing him perform, being like, this is amazing. And then he just was like, yeah, I wasn't getting any traction. I had to support my family. So I left and I was like, fuck, that happens a lot in comedy. People that are incredibly talented don't get the bump and they just go. I think we made it right. Yeah. <laughs> One more question in the comments that I asked for was, do you think adding uh, Jay the Crow asked, do you think adding Shohei to the Dodgers will finally be able to be the thing to get themselves a championship? We don't have to say finally, they just won a championship. Uh, or is it going to blow up in their faces again? I don't think it's really going to blow up in their faces. I think they're going to do fine with it. I think if you had tuned in on Wednesday to the episode, we actually talk about the deeper implications of that, which you should check it out. But I don't think, I think adding Shohei Otani onto a team is certain, the MVP. I don't think that's going to hurt any team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to hurt, but yeah. 
I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll help. But like you see the Yankees do it all the time too. And it sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. They just added Juan Soto for a year. Is that going to help them? Remember when the Lakers added Carl Malone to get him a championship and he didn't get one. And Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Yeah. And they were like, no, you don't get one. Carl Malone. You're a creep and a bad person who sucks. It's very funny. I liked it. All right. So we should get out of here. Uh, Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for doing the pod, except for you, Jeff. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? I will just mention adamtoddbrown.substack.com. I have new columns up at Adam Todd Brown on Instagram. And also follow You Don't Show or nope, You Don't Sports on Instagram. That is yep. the You Don't Even Like Sports. The official Instagram. I'm back at it. Separate Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So follow all that. We're putting clips up, things like follow clips. You Don't Sports. Clips. Clips. Jeff, what do you got to plug? Ah, uh, man, you got to say you can check out my uh, social media and YouTuber all at Hey There Jeffro, where I do I Must Break You on my YouTube every Wednesday at two before recording. You don't even like sports live with Adam Todd Brown Wednesday at four. Did I say Tuesday? I meant Wednesday. Um, yeah. They're Wednesdays. Uh, so on top of that, uh, you can check me out. I have Jeff has cool friends. I have uh, Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl, and I have Nerd with Dre Alvarez. If you go to patreon.com slash Jeff May, you get early access to Uncensored episodes with bonus content of those things. Ugg Fine is an exclusive on Patreon, mine and Kim's exclusively. That's what that word means. Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed and all of the stuff that I do with Adam. Mint on Card is, as of this live stream tonight, but also the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past in beautiful Magnolia and Burbank, California. Yeah. Um, Adam and I sometimes open up packs of cards together. I think we might actually be doing uh, one of those this we weekend. Might, we might do one this weekend. Maybe we'll do one this weekend. At the very least, I'm going to go to Adam's house on, on Saturday. So, so, uh, all right. Yeah. Get out of here. Jeff, please say goodbye. You get the rookie card, rookie card, everybody. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Damn, man. Infinity. Oh.